Join and support the Mucha Lucha podcast by going to the Patreon. Go to patreon.com forward slash Mucha Lucha to join us and help us make this podcast better every week. Also, find us on Twitter at Mucha Lucha Pod. That is Mucha Lucha P-O-D. Also, don't forget to subscribe to us on the YouTube channel and on the iTunes podcast app. Also, you can find us on any other podcast app that you can find. Now, here are Rich and Lowe's in another episode of the Mucha Lucha Podcast. Lucha! Even though I have a bone to pick with SmackDown this week. Oh yeah, you got a big bone. 
some would say, a warded up bone. <laughs> but, uh, let's just, alright, let's just go down. What happened? Raw. So Raw started with Braun Strowman, the man. What's it? The monster among men. The monster among men? Yeah. Braun and, Strowman. Uh, he came and addressed the universe, saying that he was proud that he, uh, hurt Roman Reigns and proud to say that Roman Reigns has a dislocated shoulder and some other shit. Some broken ribs or whatever. And then he said, and I'm proud that Roman Reigns won't be here today. And I don't, I don't know why they would let, like have him cut that kind of promo. Because like, if he's supposed to be the big monster, and uh, Roman Reigns is supposed to be the, the big face, why would you have the monster, which you know he's going to get a pop yeah. from the crowd if he, uh, you know. Well, I guess they were, they were hoping that he wouldn't. How wouldn't he? I don't know, man. You know, Vince people is delusional. People literally, people will love James Elfman if that man takes out Roman. I think they already do. Have they? No, they hate him now. Now that he's with Carmelo, they hate him. Oh, but why? She's hot. Yeah, but he's annoying. I can't stand. I can't stand his face. But that face he makes every day. How can you hate when he's plowing Carmelo? But he's not. Well, who is? The big cast. The big cast? The big cast. So he's he's that big. That's what she told me. Mm. Everybody else is the big cast. That's right. Big cast, ladies and gentlemen. But anyway, Ron Strowman uh, was talking some mad joke. Then, uh, so you just really talked about that man's package? I just yeah. called him Big Cass. No, you said she calls him the Big Cass. Yeah, and then his package. No, no, his package. I just said you called him Big Cass. We're but it's his package. We're talking about package. Package. All right, next up. No, but uh, he came out and he said he wanted some more competition. Kurt Angle comes out. Kurt Angle says you should be suspended tonight for what you did to Roman Reigns, which you're not. But at least you're going to get tonight off. And, and then, then he gave him an angle slam. I wish. <laughs> I, I really did. I was hoping because, like, Braun Strowman comes up and he's like, well, you're doing the same thing as Mick Foley. And you know what happened then. And then Kurt got kind of serious. And then... Gave Braun, him the angle Braun, slam. No. 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 <laughs> That's not what we wanted this to happen. Is, um, That's what happened. This is uh, fake news. He walked away. Fake no, news. I'll, fake news. Fake, fake, fake booking. But, um... How do you feel about Kurt as a general manager so far? I like him. Really? Just cause, just I cause just don't think he's playing Kurt Angle. I think he's playing like st- standard general manager. Yeah, but at least we get to see him, man. I think he'll eventually break out once he gets close I'm to hoping. Like, like he had that moment and the moment with um, last week with Samoa Joe mm-hmm. where they kind of both kind of pushed him. And I thought he was going to, I guess, I mean, I guess he's being professional. I'm expecting some more Kurt Angle-ish attitude. You gotta give him some time. Other than man. Man. I want attitude. But it's the new era. The attitude era is gone. It's the new era. Is that what they call it? Yeah, I guess. Right, so we went from attitude to what? Attitude to ruthless aggression to the PG new. era to the new era. I'm guessing that's how they're Except gonna break it down. This will be the one that Aggression is the Triple H era. Really? I would think so. I, I know a lot of people I say it's John Cena. Was John Cena yeah, but if you think about it, Triple H was champion more in that time. Because after the Attitude Era, which ended in 2002, uh, from there to like 2008, you could say that. So when did like John Cena take over? John Cena took over like 2006. 2005 was when he won the first title. So would you say during that time, like, because then there was a there was a time where like it was John Cena and Batista, top dogs. Yeah. Like, after Batista beat uh, Triple H. Triple H. But uh, this the the new era. Anyways, the next thing that happened was a match between um Samoa Joe and Chris Jericho, where Seth Rollins 
in the announce table uh, commentary. Um, he's, he's, he's not great. I don't like Seth Rollins as face. Why not? Because he's not like he's not as aggressive like speaking, and he's not necessarily too like um, like he's not. I don't know. I, I I just don't. He don't come off right like being the clever like he like face like the jokey clever face. Like he wrestles. There's not nothing to do. But like when it when it comes to like his promo and like he should be pissed off. Instead of like making, yeah, but he already beat Triple H. Why yeah, would but, he? Yeah, but because he's, he's facing the guy who broke his knee. He didn't really break his knee. He kind of like. But he, but it hurt. hurt him. Um, I don't know, man. I just like I like I like aggressive Seth more than like passive aggressive. <laughs> That's what his girlfriend said. What do you want me to do? You threw the alley oop. You could, you could have said this in the past couple of times. That's, anyway, that's Chris also Jericho, what she Samoa said. Joe. Excuse me, sir. <laughs> I'm talking about a professional podcast. <laughs> no, man. That, that went out the books last episode. Or two episodes ago. Anyway, Chris Jericho, Samoa Joe. Pretty decent match. Um, as expected from two great workers. I was surprised that Samoa Joe won cleanly. Like clean across. Easily. Hey man, he's the Samoan Joe. I don't know, man. I guess Chris Jericho is just uh But like especially with Chris Jericho going for a title match against Kevin Owens. Like I suspected some kind of dirty tactic. Where you literally just got him in like the clean across in the middle of the ring and he passed out. They're building up some more Joe to be the next beast. The next monster. Yeah. The monster. That's what I think. Because he's I mean, got I, I guess, but like, at the expense of Chris Jericho, who's about to go for a title match. You know? I don't know, man. But you know WWE bookings all screwed up. Yeah. I, think, I think they're still going to figure out what, what's going on with everybody. With the shake-up and then... Yeah, Raw definitely got the, the worst end of the shakeup too, so it's like they're trying to figure out like what pieces to put with what. I think so. Yeah. Did we agree on that? I forgot already. No, we we, we kind of talked about it, but um, I just you know watching watching this you know first episode after the shakeup. Yeah, because they lost Kevin Owens. They lost. Uh, they lost their whole mid card. No, I thought that was SmackDown. Because yeah. SmackDown lost Dean Ambrose and yeah, they lost Yeah, but that's the thing. Like, but, like, they, then, yeah, they gave those two guys up and then got, like, three of them. It just seems, like, unbalanced. They got, they got Sami Zayn. They got Sami now, Kevin Owens, and then they got, like, they brought up Shinsuke. They got Ty. Yeah. And they and got, they got uh, Baron Corbin. They AJ the up day. there. They got the New Day. Raw lost um, the New Day. They got what? They got Dean and Miz, and then they yeah, and then immediately they put them against each other, which kind of sucks. Yeah. It just seems like everybody's like, like trying to uh, finish whatever. Yeah, trying to finish the storyline so they can start uh, the reset. Yeah. Yeah. And then like the tag team division, which we're gonna talk about now, because the next match it was um, the club versus Enzo and Cass. Um, after Braun Strowman, so the club was supposed to face um, the Golden Truth, Hard Truth, and uh, Goldust. And then they before the uh, I think commercial break, before the commercial break, they showed the club walking and they showed the uh, Golden Truth walking. And the Golden Truth get attacked by uh, Braun Strowman, takes him out. So then we come back, and uh, the club's on the in the ring, cutting a promo, saying they want a challenge, um, and they're not leaving because they're here to, I said, be mean and make some green. Yeah. And then, uh, so Enzo and Cass come out once again, and uh, that was pretty, that was a pretty good, decent match. Um, club ends up winning. Carl um, Anderson ends up doing this move where he basically just tossed um, Enzo against the corner, like on the top. 
paper. Like bounce his knees. Remember he like bounced his knees off and Enzo just kinda fell. It looked like a box, but it was actually like well done. Like he went he went for the DDG, he caught him. He like tossed him into the corner and bounced to the back and then he just pinned him quickly and got he the He hit him with the Elijah Express. Yeah, because I think I remember saying Elijah Express. No, but he didn't. He didn't run towards him. Think so? No, yeah, because he went for the DDG. He caught the DDG, and then he just picked up Enzo like this, and then just tossed him into the corner. And Enzo hit his knees against the corner and just bounced down. Then he pinned him. Yeah, then he pinned him. That was it. That sounds like my match. Yeah. It wasn't. I mean, it wasn't. I don't know. I, I guess, guess they're trying to keep the club high. Yeah, I mean, I think the club is taking over the. Um, the role of um, heel tag teams. Yeah, because there's uh, what's up, uh, the revival is gonna be out for a while. Yeah. Um, that's what I'm thinking. Now I'm not sure you want to see how they pick him up. He just throws him in the corner and bam. He looks like a giant bomb. But it's like a giant bomb. Dang. Yeah. Tom basically it is out of line. Yeah. So they're just trying to do like creative tag team stuff. Yeah. And I liked it because um. I don't know if it, it, he did it in order to um, signal like a possible breakup between uh, Enzo and Cass. So like during this match, um, Booker T was pointing out how like Enzo and Cass seemed really amateur when it came to tag team wrestling. You know they didn't, you know how the club they kept beat, getting beat by the club and these superior tag teams. That's basically what they're trying to say about Enzo and Cass. I don't know if that's gonna lead to like a breakup. No, maybe they're. Uh they're leading it up for them to uh, overcome the odds. Yeah, like overcome. Like, like maybe that's where that story. becomes their story, like yeah. them having to become a full time tag team. Yeah. Uh, I'll have to wait and see. I hope they don't break them up. I mean, I like them. No, I don't. I don't, because I don't think either one can go on their own. At least not right now. Yeah. That's good. Not. I mean, not. Yeah, but right he wouldn't. Now. He wouldn't be able to keep that for that that gimmick. So. Yeah. And we don't know what he would be like in a different gimmick. I would just keep them together. But you can kind of see that. That's one of those things where you can kind of see, like, the writing on the wall. Well, one of these days, uh, Vince is just going to wake up and just, I want Cassis and a Continental Champion. Yeah. The writing on the wall. Writing yeah. on the wall. Which one? The wall. Whose wall? Uh, Vince McMahon's Facebook Vince. wall. You know, that's how Vince just starts shitting at. He just wakes up all paranoid and starts writing on the wall. Don't be racist. Don't be racist. Don't be racist. Don't be racist. The hell is that? Roman Reigns. That's him writing on the wall. So he he's a billionaire and he writes on the wall like a child. Yeah, man. You know what? He's getting old. He's paranoid. He wants Roman Reigns to be his top dog. So because he's paranoid, he writes on the wall. Yes. Like a caveman. Yes. You gotta be kidding. Yeah. Aye. Next up, we had Miss TV. <laughs> I thought you were going to move on from my scenario. <laughs> anyway, so then Miss TV. You see, this, I, I think this is what I draw back at. Because we've seen this in SmackDown so many times. The Miss calling out Dean Ambrose. And uh, basically it. And putting the Miz and Ambrose in a little bit of rivalry. Which is basically what we've seen in SmackDown just happening in Which is kind of disappointing because since Brock hasn't showed up, you know, Dean Ambrose is a top champ. And well, maybe they're going to build him up. Who knows? Trying to confirm this. Look at that. Look at that beating. Mm-hmm. And then there's Braun just taking everybody yeah. out. Because after this segment, I think the only thing about this segment that people try to remember is that the Miz called um, Dean Ambrose lazy, like in a personal way. Yeah. Yeah, and I've, I've been reading that Superstars backstage thing. I don't know if it's Superstars or officials actually do feel that. Because I, I was reading um, in a wrestling newsletter yesterday while we were working. Um, I was reading that sometimes WWE like uses Superstar promos. Like, or yeah. uses like guys like the Miz and shit to like, get their point across. Yeah, to like hint, hint at the Superstar. Yeah. Do you think that could be possible? Awesome. Maybe, maybe that's what they did with the whole uh, John Cena and Nikki Bella. Like, wow, dude, you really making us do this kind of thing? No, man. Maybe they were like, wow, dude. Married been her. Fucking her for five years. Maybe married her already. Yeah. Possible. 
about his about his about marriage. The Miz. Look man. at that suit, man. Yeah, but we've seen that Look already, that man. Suit. We've seen know. this rivalry. You know, but we're running a podcast here. It's excitement. People are expecting us to be alive. Okay, well let's let's see this beating that Braun gave on this random gentleman. <laughs> it's not a beating. This Who the is this Kalisto. Okay, pausing. Remember that we we came in from commercials and he's walking around the corner and he's like, "Tell Kurt Angle that if he wants me to go home, I'm going home, but I'm taking him with me." And it's like, it's like, why are you taking a grown man with you, like a toy? <laughs> and then he tossed him against the wall yeah. or something. No, he tossed him in the trash. Yeah, I got him because he was, he was like, um, he was like, Roman Reigns is garbage, and so are you. Oh man, this is where he beats up the golden yeah, truth. That's not. Oh, we should have watched. We're, we're past him. Oh man, there it is. Golden. Look at that fit Finley. So then, so watch. Yeah, see? He's just carrying, like, dragging him. Poor guy. And he's just like, I'm going home. And I'm taking him with me. That's how Kalisto did debut in the show. He's the monster among men. I thought he got the debut in the show. Yeah, but he gets dragged along. Oh, man, here it comes. Here he gets tossed in the trash. Mm. And then the the, the importance of this segment was this right here on Big Show. I don't know where else he tackles one of the pounds. That was the pounds. Braun Strowman. And then he was like, Oh man, there it is. You know what that is? That's the British. Yeah, man. And then after this, we had a cruiserweight match between T. Dave Perkins and this gentleman, Jack Gallagher. Yeah, man. Continuing this uh, storyline that uh, T. J. Perkins is trying to impress the king of the cruiserweights, Neville, by being a heel and still dad. The who? The oh, the dad, dad that he does. Yeah, yeah he, I, I feel like now that he's a heel, he's 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 doing it just to annoy people. Yeah, I thought they were gonna change his theme song and entrance, just like they did with uh, Neville. They didn't really want it. They didn't, they didn't do shit. Maybe it's gonna be like a slow transition, transformation. Like slowly. So he's like a. He like just learns slowly from Neville. So what you're saying is he's a caterpillar. No. It's a slow transformation. Yeah, but he's. He's gotta go. He's not gonna go into hiatus. He's got to go into I feel, like he, I feel like week by week, he's going to slowly... He was, he was a larvae, and then they put the cocoon of evolution on him, and now he's going through the process. Who won this match? Yeah. Obviously, TJ Perkins. Oh, TJ Perkins. You didn't see him hit the, the detonation kick? Yeah. Oh, because, well, the only reason why I did that is because um, they went outside, and then he, like, pushed Gallagher into Austin Aries. Then Austin Aries went to attack him, and then Neville attacked Austin Aries on the outside, distracted everybody, and TJP hit him. Got him like the ropes. Like he was hanging from the ropes, and he like kicked the ropes. Yeah. Bounced him off, and then. And then got him in that nation kick. You like that? I do like that move. It's tremendous. You like it more than the DTS. Because you think that's No, 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 be careful. I'm just saying, do you think it looks just as good or better? No, it looks good. Depends. Sometimes he screws up, and I like it because in the in the like realistic aspect of the move, like it looks good, and I think it's the safer. And the GTS, yeah. Because it's kind of hard to stop a, a mid like high knee, like you throw a high knee. Yeah, but they put their hands up. I know, but. If they Look, none of these moves are, are safe, so don't try these at home, kids. Okay. Unless. Unless you're the Mucha Lucha Podcast cast mm-hmm. members. And then you try all the way. Except all for the curse one. All two of them. Yeah. But then after this, we had a, was it a Fredo Forward? Yes. Yeah, Sasha Banks versus Alexa Bliss versus Mickey James versus Nia Max. Nia Max. Nia Max is how you used to call her. Was it? Yeah, because I remember I used to always have to correct you. And then no, no, I used to say Nia Max and Nia. Nia. I used to say Nia, but I used to get Jax wrong. I used to say Nia Max wrong. Yeah, man. But Nia Jax. Which I like I like this match. Um, Alexa Bliss picked up the win. Yeah, man. Um, I like that they... they um, the booking Nia Jax feel really strong, even if you don't win. I didn't like that Sasha ate the pin. I thought Mickey James should have probably eaten the pin. 
This is like the one. He's like a future Hall of Famer. Yeah, this, this is the present. We're not gonna worry about the future. She should well, have I, I think I think they're hinting at it because I don't think like um like if like if this do you think Alexis Burks is gonna beat Jordan Davis? I hope so. I'm tired of Bateman. I had a little blow up though. But I, I was kind of expecting. I, I'm still hopeful for a heel turn on Sasha. What's your problem? I don't know, man. I feel like she works great as a heel. What, what's your yeah, what's, like, what's your okay, deal so, with Sasha? So here's the thing. Do you want so basically? So you're telling me that you want Alexa Bliss to win, and then Sasha go out against Alexa Bliss? I wouldn't mind it. That's a win-win for me. Well, maybe we'll see that on on uh, on Raw. Yeah, I'm on yeah man. But uh, uh, this match was good. This match was good because um, Alec- I think Nia Jax is still being booked really strong. It took yeah. everybody like they they were they were. It was a cool match because everybody was trying to be smart about keeping Nia out of the match. You could almost say that she's the monster among women. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> was that true? Yeah, man. She's the she's Bronna Strowman. That was that was that was, <laughs> that, that was terrible. That was terrible. Like you you had everybody up here and then you. <laughs> yeah, man. I hit him with a curb stomp. All right, but um, but yeah, I like that everybody was um. They still booking Nia Jax strong for the future whenever she goes against oh. whoever it's gonna be. Um, and then Alexa Bliss winning. Uh, Alexa Bliss, man, she's money. She's money. She's um. She should leave. Uh, I like how, like, I like how since she's a heel, and she's so tiny that she, like, part of her matches is her being really, like, cautious. Not just cautious, but like smart. really smart. Yeah, be really smart and like calculating, calculating about how she's picking up the wins. She's like, the there ultimate was, opportunity. There was a moment there where like, um, she was uh, right before she picked up the win, Nia Jax had um. Sasha to do the Samoan Samoan drop, yeah. and she did it, and then she got up, and Bliss was on the top rope about to kick uh, Nia Jax, and she turned around, and Bliss was like, "Fuck, I'm just gonna get up," and like she like kind of cowardly got off the ring, and then she, once uh, this girl was distracted, she came back and dropped her, yeah, you know, and dropped and picked up the pin. So she, I, li- I like that. That's like her thing. It's like being, you know, knowing that she's. Five feet tall or something. Five feet of fury. And then still being really smart about picking up the wind. She's not smart about who she picks as a partner. She really is, though. She should have picked me. I'm right here. No, she'd be ecstatic with me. Oh, man, Finn Balor. Against against Kirk Hawkins. Against uh, Face of Facts. So then after this, we had a promo by Kirk Hawkins. Yeah, man. Um, He was like... If you wrestle me, you end up in the main event. Look at Big Show. He knocked me out last week, and now he's on the main event. And he said something like, Kurt Hawkins, Superstar Factory, or whatever, main yeah, event, man. Superstar Factory. And then Finn Balor comes out to accept his little challenge. Yeah, man. And basically just squashes the hell out of the crowd. Yeah, he, he didn't get like two minutes. He didn't hit, like, no offense. Well, it was smart because they, they, they were able to use Finn Balor on TV a week after he got his concussion, and uh, he didn't have to take any bumps. Yeah. So they kept him hot, kept him with momentum, and uh, didn't hurt him in the process. Let me ask you something. What's up, man? Do you think, do you think eventually um, the coup de is going to get banned? I hope not. I hope not, yeah. It's one of my favorite movies. I don't know. Well, like, like, well, you know how like it's all about don't try this at home yeah. type of mentality? Like, I'm surprised it's gotten to this far. Yeah, but there's so many other... If that was the case, they could say it for every move. Yeah, but, like, I feel like this move, like, re- like it, it reminds me of the curb stomp, in a way. You know? Yeah, but, I guess. I don't know. To, don't bring it up and it won't happen. No, man. I don't jinx it. Alright, who's next? Then after that, we had a promo where... Uh, oh, Elliot Sampson. Yeah, um, Chris Jericho's in the back. Um, making fun of the, the interviewing guy for getting for having the wrong name, 
He was about to put him on the list, and then the drifter kind of just drifts about his promo. And he goes, you know what happens when you drift around on my promo? And he puts the drifter on the list. Oh, Samson. Yeah, nothing. Then we had um, yeah, not too big. Then we had a serpent, what a sermon to the snake. Bray Wyatt basically dropped. I think it would have sounded better a sermon to the serpent. That's what I would have said. I thought that's how they announced it. It might have been. This might be a typo from Sports Kia. That's pretty good. That's that's pretty good. Yeah, they're pretty accurate. But uh, but yeah. So then we had a match or a backstage segment where a very respectful interview. Between Cesaro and Sheamus and the Hardy Boys, um, that was gonna lead to one of the main events of the night, which was gonna be a match between Jeff Hardy and Cesaro. So I was gonna um confused as why they would start putting Jeff Hardy versus Cesaro um, in a singles match when they're trying to put him up as a tag team champion. But then you told me earlier that you were reading about the possibility of a breakup after Payback and yeah. losing the title. Yeah, I was reading that. Uh they might lose the titles, and it, it could signal that uh, maybe WWE, or the Hardy Boys, not really WWE, maybe that the Hardy Boys have won the lawsuit, and that uh, the Hardys will be able to use their broken gimmicks. Yeah. Which I'm, I'm all about. Yeah. To I see my Hardys broken. That, that was the whole point of bringing them back. But like at the same time, here's my thing, though. Like, how do you make... Because I, I was reading, I don't know if it's the same thing you were reading, but I was reading that Vince wanted a big... Like originally, like two years ago, Vince wanted to just sign Jeff because he wanted a big push for him. And uh, so that's basically what he wants now. And uh, so he wants a big push for Jeff, his uh, single, for better or worse. Yeah. And then basically let Mark Hardy do whatever he can with the broken character. But like, I, my thing is, how do you how do you coexist as the Hardys? Like with Jeff just walking around as Jeff and then you have broken match or broken match. Like, I, I, I don't know, I feel like I would somehow manage to get broken match in SmackDown somehow. That would be great. I don't know, we'll have to wait and see how they how they work. And if the rumors are true, too. Yeah. Might not be true. Or we could just get broken down and turn me on. Yeah, but for that, they'd have to break up anyway. Well, they would, because remember, Broken Matt came before Brother Nero. And Brother Nero is a product what of Broken Matt. Yeah, but what if they just don't just I mean, break? The, the people already... <laughs> the people already know them as Broken Matt and Brother Nero. Yeah. I don't know, man. Anyways, you know, WWE always likes putting their little touch on things. Yeah. Which, I mean, I wouldn't mind. I would, I, I would kind of want to see, like, instead of the same old, same old Broken Universe... I owe you another beer, by the way. Somebody else calling? Yeah, it might be Grandma. Right. I might have to go pick her up. Picking up Grandma, everybody. Picking up Grandma. Live on this podcast. Got two missed calls. Yeah, man. It's Grandma. Is it Grandma? It's It's Grandma. grandma. Anyways, uh, let's get through this, man. Yeah, man. We still have SmackDown. So then Jeff Hardy and Sarah. Shout out to Grandma. Sarah had a great match. Jeff Hardy ends up on top, which uh, you think this. Uh, it's not the go home show, so I wouldn't say this kind of signals that they're gonna lose. Bet, bet money that next week is Matt Hardy versus uh, Shane. Shane, and Matt Hardy wins. Yeah. yeah, with the twist of broken. Yeah, and then that's the go home, and then they end up winning, losing yeah. the title. Cesaro and Shane. I hope they don't lose the titles, at least not yet. Unless, unless it means broken Matt Hardy. Yeah, because the sooner that. they do this, that means we might be able to see broken Matt Hardy. Oh, that is true. All right, go ahead and read the titles. Right. That's right. That's right. We're going to Raw. Delete those titles. So then the main event, Braun Strowman's Big Show. Yeah. Uh, Classic typical battle. Big man, yeah, typical yeah. big man match. Ended up with a, a... Well, I've read, and I think you you know historically more about like match to match. Um, This is kind of like a, like a big man's passing of the torch type thing. A big spot like breaking the ring. Because I was reading that it's happened like four times. It happened when Brock first came in, you know, to kind of establish him as a monster. It happened between Big Show and Max Henry, I believe. Yeah. And then two other people. No, that's it. It's just them three. I was reading about somebody else. It's those two and then this one. Yeah, I guess because it's kind of become like the passing of the torch for big men. 
kind of like established monster. Yeah. So I think this this is kind of one of those things. It was a good match. I watched it. Did you enjoy it? Okay. Where the hell was I? No, I mean, I rewatched it. Oh. No, I think we went to sleep early, so yeah. the hell with it. We didn't think that anything big was gonna happen, and then the whole ring imploded, and the ref died. I watched it. It was a good match. It was like the, it was like ref. yeah, it was like the other match they had. They were teasing a lot at that at that spot on the superplex. Yeah. And then everybody thought that the ref died because he falls, and I think everybody thought he like landed beneath the ring. Yeah, he literally flew out of the ring. Everybody was kind of like scared for that, but you know he came out alright. But yeah, man, Raw, Raw kind of showed me that, um, they, I don't know, they just seem on the, like, they're lacking. They're just trucking along. Yeah, they're trying, I mean, it's, it's another episode where it shows you that the Raw should really start going to, to us. If anything, they should switch over. Or bring the Cruiserweights. Yeah, get more, more I'm telling you, the Cruiserweights should get one of those battles. Get rid of 205. It solves the 205 crisis. Yes. Anyways, well, that's wrong. Let's be going to SmackDown now. Uh, SmackDown open with Charlotte promo saying that she's been there for seven days. Seven days. And that uh, how come she hasn't gotten a title match yet? Um, what is Naomi came in. They talked a little trash to each other. They scrapped a little bit. But Naomi got Charlotte kicked out of the ring. Yeah, she got the upper hand. Uh, then uh, my man uh, Shane comes out, basically sets up sets up a match, yeah. saying, Charlie, if you can beat the champ, then next week you'll get a title match against the champ, which I'm asking you. She ended up doing it. Yeah, she ends up winning. But uh, do you like the fact that, uh, like, I feel like Charlotte should have gone against somebody else. I don't like the whole beat the champ to get a title. If she beats the champ, why is she the champ? champ. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. It's one of those weird things WWE does. But Hopefully yeah. she'll win. I don't promo. like Naomi. Yeah, that's a good promo. The hell with Naomi. And smacked up. Not that aggressive, man. She's she's good. She's I don't good. like her. She's got all that glowing stuff. What are we, like 10 she years re- old? She reinvented herself, man. She gave herself a little thing. She needs to go ahead and reinvent again. Try again. Sorry. Why is it? That's so hostile, man. She's not that bad. <laughs> She's not that. Yeah, but she took the title off Alexa Bliss. I don't like that. Alexa yeah, Bliss left. You know? She had to because Alexa Bliss moved on from her. No, she took the title before Alexa Bliss. Yeah, but it was because she was going to move on from her. Yeah, well, Alexa Bliss better win the title. You think, you think, who do you think is going to win it first, Alexa Bliss or Charlotte? That's a good question. You think Charlotte's going to win the next week or Alexa wins? I'll say Charlotte wins it next week. Yeah, because every time I think Charlotte's gonna lose, she ends up winning it. Yeah. All right. Then we had a six-pack challenge. Yes. Uh, for the What's number one contender. Number one contendership for the WWE title, which was Dolph Ziggler, Eric Rollins, Jinder Mahal, Mojo Rawley, Sami Zayn, and Luke Harper. Very underwhelming six-pack challenge. Why? Why is it overwhelming, you may ask? Why? Because last week, we had a triple threat match for the U.S. number one contendership, which was AJ Styles, Baron Corbin, and Sami Zayn. Why are we having mid-carders fight for the one number one contendership, for the number one title that's supposed to be in the company? I don't know. Great match, though. I'm a fan of the six-pack challenge. And, of course, the end... In my eyes, the worst thing that could happen in WWE right now. The Sami Zayn is going for the win, going for the Haluba kick, and he gets inter- uh, interrupted by the Bollywood boys from NXT, who are coming up as uh, another name, and basically cost them the match because then instead of distraction, and Jinder Mahal gets the win. It's your boy, man. Yes, the I'm gonna save it up there for Jinder Mahal. That's your boy. Then, um, you know what? I'm doing a rant this weekend, man. About a wrestling rant. It's gonna be on Jinder Mahal. Really? So I'm gonna express my. You anger. and him share the same physique. 
Yeah, he's just Tanner. And maybe he's got some Mexican supplements, but uh, it's just it's just it's very underwhelming for the whole situation. It's underwhelming for Randy. It's underwhelming for the title. It's underwhelming for the story. Everything about this is underwhelming. Except his muscles. They're overwhelmed. But no, man. This, I was listening to this podcast earlier. I'm not going to say what podcast it is because we get all tense that we throw names on people in those podcasts. I don't want to say. But I was listening to this podcast. This dude on this podcast had the nerve to say that there is no Jacobin Hall's in steroids. That he believes what Jinder Mahal says. It's all good diet and hard work. I'm not saying it ain't, and you're completely right, it's possible, but there are certain things within his body that 100% say it's not possible. Are we talking about his package again? No. Oh, okay. I'm making sure. Man, I don't like it either, man. I thought I thought Sami Zayn should have won. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, Jinder Mahal aside, as a person, as like his physique or whatever, whatever else, you know. It's just, you know, for him, you know, whatever, you can be happy for him because he gets an opportunity. And there's a reason, um, which we've talked about at work. Um, this is because they're expanding to India. They're opening a WWE headquarters to India, which ends, which is one of the top markets, like, financially in the world. It's one of the biggest um, TV, um, what do you call it, broadcasting um, places in the world. And they're craving for WWE. Yeah. And so they want to set up a, a, a nice view, something for them to have a, a base to relate with them for. So I get all that. And I get, you know, the SmackDown is called the Land of Opportunity or whatever. But it's Jinder Mahal. He's been, they, they've, had him, they've had him as a jobber for the longest time. So it just, for me, it's just underwhelming because he may look however the hell he looks, but he doesn't pose any threat. In my eyes, because you've been Jinder Mahal the jobber for so long, and now I'm supposed to believe just because you have two chumps with you, you're, I mean, not, you're, not, before, you're not about man. to catch this RKO or whatever. It's happened before, man, so who knows? But I feel like it's happened before, like transition wise. Like Dude, it's slowly happened. Do you remember how The Miz started? The Miz was the freaking reality TV yeah, show. Yeah, no, yeah, but The Miz kind of worked himself up there. This guy, he left and he worked on his craft. I mean, maybe he. Maybe I agree. No, I agree. I agree. I mean, he's done better work. In, uh, I mean, he's worked fine. I'm not saying he's not working great. I'm just saying, if you have plans to build up somebody to this point, yeah, like build them up to this point. Don't just say, "Oh, look, you want a six pack challenge that, you know, puts him pull it to a Randy Orton." Anyway, let's move on. That's enough for this clown. Randy's gonna hopefully just hopefully pump kicks him into oblivion. So then after this, we had the actual match between Naomi and Charlotte. Good match. Um, Charlie ended up picking up the win. Good. Uh, which earns her a title. Yeah. For the championship. Break rank. But this match was actually really good, man. Um, this the only thing that I I could kind of see after this match is um, Charlotte was definitely leading this match. Um. Which kind of showed me something because of, uh, of all the SmackDown girls, I was saying Naomi's one of the top workers. And I think even her, even she was struggling a little bit to keep up with the pace of like this more talented wrestler type female like Charlotte. You know, I, I, Charlotte got used to the quick pace and the, the rhythm of like yeah. her and the, her and Nia Jax and Bailey and yeah, Sasha Banks who are all amazing workers. And so she had to come, she, you can kind of see, like, if you go watching, you know, the, the match, you kind of see her, like, setting the pace and basically setting up everything for the match. She's arguably the top women's wrestler today. Yeah, so, you know, it just, I like it because it eventually, that means that, like, because she's there, and especially if she wins the title, um, she's going to raise the, the prestige yeah, of that women's division. Everybody else is going to have to work harder. Yeah, work harder. Uh, so we're going to see possibly better quality matches. Yeah, 
as she could end Naomi's pathetic title reign. Your hate for this woman. It's not a hate. It's just the fact that she's not championship material. She clearly is. She won. No, that's because they don't have any other girls on SmackDown. They have plenty. Who? Name name a few. They have Alexa Bliss. Yeah, and she was champion, and then when she left, that's when Naomi took over. They still have They have Becky Lynch. They have not built her up the right way. They have Carmella. They, again, they have her with your right. favorite. I know wrestler. what you. I know what you mean, but I mean, who were you gonna have as champion for Charlotte to be? I thought Becky Lynch was that girl. Yeah, but see, I think it's eventually it's gonna be Becky and Charlotte for the title. That's the feud that they're eventually gonna build to. I hope so. But you can't have right off the bat Becky Lynch and you know, you know what I mean? Because I I feel like the whole point of the SmackDown Women's Edition is gonna be Charlotte takes the title, and you have this mountain to climb. This giant, you know, the like you just said, arguably the best female wrestler in the world. And now everybody has to step it up, including Becky Lynch, to, you know, get on her level. I just hope Asuka comes to SmackDown. Can you imagine Oscar versus Charlotte? Yeah, that's a, that's a, they need that. that. That's what SmackDown uh, needs. Alright, so let me ask, who would you prefer to come up against Charlotte? Asuka or, or, uh, Ooh, and or Moon? Oh, you have to pick one of them. The other one went to Raw. Is this before May 29th? Is this... Because um, <laughs> <laughs> no. if it's before May 29th, then I'll, I'll bring Oscar to SmackDown. Yeah. But, uh... No, just in, in general. Like... Who would say, have a better say, match? Say, yeah, say, um... Charlie's on a tear. She makes it all the way to the WrestleMania season. And you bring one up. I'd, I'd still like Oscar in SmackDown. Oscar. Because she she's uh she's obviously been the best NXT Women's Champion, yeah. and Charlotte's been the best WWE Women's Champion, so they need to go head to head, figure out who's the best women's wrestler. Yeah. I think you can balance that out too. Like if you send Oscar, but then you send those two uh, Australian chicks to Raw, like uh, Peyton Royce and Billy Kay. Yeah. Like it balances out because they're really good workers too, and I think they're ready for many many rosters. But anyways, moving on. Um, yeah. Charlotte gets her title. They so. always got Dana Brooke, too. Well, Dana Brooke's pretty good. I know, but she's still working. I think she's I trying know, to figure herself out. That's what I'm saying, out. in the future. You know, Raw's still got women that are going to eventually yeah, go. Yeah. They got, now they both, got Emma back. I think both of them do. Because yeah, you notice all the, the older all the older women have gone to SmackDown. Yeah, but I mean, they still got Carmella, who's relatively young. Yeah, but they need to get rid of Pam Gaines also. Yeah, that's what needs to go. Hey, we'll, you, you'll hear a rant. This guy. I can. I already told Chips yeah, we're not gonna. Right. I'm not gonna do so it because he made a good point. Yeah. Anyways, uh, we'll talk Anyways, about the Colognes so and American Alpha. Next match: the Colognes, who used to be the Shining Stars, who used to be the Black Fedoras, who used to be the Colognes, <laughs> against American Alpha. Um, American Alpha, ex tag team champions. Yeah, man, I got them totally wrong. Yeah. I thought they were the future. I think they can be, man. I think they're really young. I just don't think... I think they're the tag team version of Apollo Crews. They just haven't figured out who they are yet. Come on, man. How are you going to do that to them? They have... They're great wrestlers. They wrestle fantastic, but, like, there's just no substance to who they are. They're like, they, you haven't given enough life to their character. But you also other think, than I, like generic I wrestlers. Think, I think that that's happened with all the SmackDown tag teams though, because you notice none of those SmackDown tag teams uh, do any mic work. Yeah, and, and Brandy, yeah, Brandy and them are like defined, which yeah. is what I mean. Yeah, which is why I like the New Day moving yeah. to SmackDown. And I think that's that's what the New Day is gonna bring. The New Day is gonna make this creative creative team go like, hey man, the New Day is here. We're arguably one of one. I mean, I would say arguably right now the top like. Crowd, like um, what would you say? Like the most over thing with the crowd there is in WWE, it's the New Day. So they're gonna make creative pay attention to the tag team division, yeah. which hopefully forces attention to these, yeah, these guys to you know get some more mic time, get some more depth in their character, because I think a lot of them are lacking that, including like the Usos. Well, I think the Usos also like I think that's a Vince thing. I think he needs to let go of his infatuation with uh, these Samoan wrestlers. Yeah, because uh, yeah, I like what Triple H. I was listening to um, 
interview with Triple H, and Triple H says, you know, for the future of WWE, he wants to have somebody for everybody, you know. Mm-hmm. But he wants, like, you know, like me and you, I don't know, like, we we tend to, we don't tend to differ too much on, like, the type of wrestlers we like. But, like, he wants everybody, hey, like... If, if you want to hear about this, just listen to uh, Dropping Bombs of Osama, episode one. Uh, cause uh, Rich over here relates to Bray Wyatt and Randy Orton in some weird way. <laughs> That's fucked up. I, I just yeah. remember you said that. Yeah, no, man. but like you know, yeah, but you know, like you know, he wants everybody to kind of relate to somebody. That's basically yeah, yeah. what he said. That's a smart thing, other than just being the biggest guy. Yeah. You know. But anyways, this match between Cologne and the Alpha. Um, and the Alphas. Yeah, American Alphas. They're the Alphas. Oh, you remember this right? But the Colognes ended up picking a win. By, uh, what was it? Steve Cutt? I don't even remember watching that. Yeah, he kind of just did a, it was a, one of those classic uh, cheat moves where like, one of them kicks the other one out and then the other one distracts him. And then you do the tights and then you end up picking up the win. There it is. <sighs> then we had the Kevin Owens Face of America Open Kevin Challenge. Owens, that dude. That's that, oh, that's that Danny random guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Danny Gaddy, Gaddy, Gaddy. <laughs> Gary Gandy. He took a horrible pop-up. I remember that. Yeah, he jumped too early. Remember? Yeah. He like jumped and then like Kevin Owens basically like caught him, picked him back up, and yeah. then did it. But uh, Kevin Owens is hilarious, man. That that giant sign caught on his face, man. Stand as all on the ramp. He's funny. He's the new face of America. The new face of America. So he's going to beat Jericho. He, he needs a new shirt, man. He can't keep wearing that KO Mania shirt. Yeah. Oh, you know by next... I, I think after payback, he's just gonna have a, have a face of America. He'll, ha- he'll have a red, white, and blue shirt no with his either. face on it. That'd be tremendous. Go ahead and do Let it. Let me ask you something. So, okay, this is my thing. So we had Jinder Mahal before this his promo about criticizing America, right? Which is fine. You every once in a while you have that one character. Yeah. It's like down with America, you know whatever. But now you have two. You have Kevin Owens running down America because it's Canadian, and Jinder Mahal. So, like, it's fine to have that one guy who does it. Is it too much when two people are doing it? How'd you bring that up? It's pretty I obvious that Jinder Mahal is the fourth member of the Nexus tape. <laughs> I think it's it's obviously clear, and that's that's all. No, but seriously. Because, like, I, I understand Kevin Owens because he has a title. And yeah. he can rub that in people's face. Yeah. And Jinder Mahal, like, I also understand his point. Because he's an you know immigrant and he, you know maybe he, that's his thing he doesn't feel accepted blah 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 but I just feel like two different people even though it's two different angles doing the same thing I think it's gotten corny and cliche yeah like well, old Rusev did it best I don't know Muhammad Hassan was pretty good he was so good that they had to yeah, ban it uh, <laughs> the, yeah. we don't mention that sucker anymore <laughs> uh, Undertaker go ahead you know, that's how great he was but uh that was just bad timing. I just hope that this is just a one-time thing. I don't Kevin Owens? Or yeah, because I, I don't want this to be his new persona. Face of America? It seems kind of... They could do so much more. No, I think he might be... I like his prize fight. Like, if AJ beats him, I think he just moves on as a dreamer. I hope he's, he's he goes back to the prize fighter yeah. type. You, I mean, him and Randy, man, I, I see them putting up some good matches. And then a pop-up RKO. He catches him on the way down. You imagine that? That'd be hardcore. I feel like they would try. That'd be hard. I'm trying to imagine that right now. Because then he would... He'd have to flatten out. Yeah, he'd like, like throw him flat. No, he could throw him up. Randy would just have to have the dexterity to flatten out in the midair yeah. and then catch well, him. Like he would have to, like, as he's throwing him up, like spin him. Kind of like flatten out the right way. Uh, they'll figure it they'll out. They'll figure it out. Randy always figures it out. But anyways, this random guy, Gary Gandy... Um, interrupted Kevin Owens. He got his I think he was already in the ring. Though. I know, but remember he said, I'm Gary Gandy. And then oh, Kevin Owens had to walk away and he was like, from Illinois. And then he got his ass kicked or whatever the hell it was. Illinois, whatever the hell it was. Bro. But uh, then we had the, the, main, the event. main event of the night. Aging. The phenomenal one. Aging. Styles. Against Baron Aging. Corbin. Baron Corbin, man. He, uh, he's doing some good stuff. 
He's improving with every weekend. He needs some life skills, a little bit better life skills. I think right now, um, him and Braun Strowman, like they, they're keeping to what they can do best. And you can kind of tell like they've been given the lines. They're not doing it like the natural, like like you, AJ Styles not the yeah, natural. Yeah, it's like rehearsed. He just, you know, you give AJ Styles a premise, yeah, like and then he just spits out gold. With them, you know, you kind of can tell they're like, all right, these are your lines. Go out there and do your best. And they they've done a good job of working with what they got. Yeah. But uh, but more importantly, man, in, in the ring, he's he's grown a lot. I think if you were, if I would pick on one of the superstars of the last year or so that has grown the most since he uh, made that debut, I would say Baron Corbin's up in the number one on my list. I like the fact that he stayed relevant. Yeah. Wait, that's another thing we were off on. And he's always a threat. We were saying that he was going to be IC champion before. Yeah. But, but apparently he's going to get the next big push after mm-hmm. Jinder Mahal. But I mean, do you think right now Aegis is a face or a heel? AJ Styles? I think he's I a face. I can't figure it out. He might be on that in-between stage right now. Because I want to say he made that face turn when he came, you know, when he came out and said, I want to stay in SmackDown Raw. Or not SmackDown Raw, but in SmackDown Live. You know what I mean. But they want, you know, so he kind of gets that face reaction. And he's not doing the douchebag thing. So he's kind of doing like the cocky And, and he, was, he was kind of working the crowd yeah. a couple of SmackDowns ago. I think he's a face. Kind of by force of habit because he went against the Kind of by force of the, the people. Yeah. No, not just that force of the fact that he went against Shane, who's the commissioner. Yeah, and against Baron Corbin. You know, especially in this match, he was definitely in face. So then, Kevin Owens was still outside um, in the announce table while these two guys went at it. Um, I think uh, AJ Styles was doing about to do a Styles Clash outside, um, showing off for, for Kevin, and he got backdrop into Kevin Owens. Um... And then Baron Corbin somehow ended up. I don't. I know the final sequence was like AJ Styles did a phenomenal elbow like on the outside, and Baron Corbin ended up flipping all the way to the, the inside of the crowd, and uh, AJ barely got him quick enough to beat it. The count. So he won by countout. Uh, but it was a good match. I mean, I, I, AJ Styles, of course, best wrestler in the world, um, and. You know, Baron Corbin able to keep up with him and showing that he's able to, you know, hopefully showing that he's developing enough to be that next big monster heel on SmackDown. So, um, it was a good, good, good episode of SmackDown. A lot better than Raw for me. Damn, um, a lot better? I thought they were, they were kind of the same. I don't know, man. I, I, something about Raw just kind of, Raw just kind of seems like they're still trying to figure shit out. It just, it's because it drags on. I think Raw, yeah, that, and I think Raw's kind of like, okay, let's get past Payback so we can get rid of all these storylines from WrestleMania season, and then let's move on, let's reset, see what happens. Well, kind of SmackDown's doing the same thing, because remember the House of Horrors match. Yeah, which is, which we found out, ladies and gentlemen, if you haven't heard yet, it's not going to be for the title anymore, so that gives Bray Wyatt a little bit more chance of winning. I hope he wins, because then he gets some momentum. Yeah, especially if he's going to go against Finn Balor. But he needs that. But anyways, guys, that's the, our recap of the week. Um, we'll be back tomorrow. We'll be back tomorrow with our NXT recap. Uh, we wanna, are we going to watch NXT tonight or tomorrow? Depends on what time we get home. We got to go pick up Grandma. We got to go get Grandma, ladies and gentlemen. Grandma. Shout out to Chips. Shout out to Jack. Shout out to Brian. I can't, I can't shout out Chips. He don't want anything to do with Man, he loves me. He said, fuck him. You'll be fine by Monday. I hope so. All right, Chips. Chip knows. Anyways, guys, thank you for listening to the, the podcast again. Um, once again, make sure you subscribe to the podcast on YouTube, on the iOS podcast app, on any podcast app you listen to this too, on SoundCloud if you got us there. Thank you for the people in Mexico. Gracias, fanáticos de México, por escuchar nuestro nuestro podcast. And, um... And on the Patreon, guys, support, please, the podcast, so we can get better at what we do. Go to patreon.com forward slash Mucha Lucha there to support us or just any amount of money you want to contribute to this podcast. Thank you guys once again. I'm Rich. And I'm Rose. This is Mucha Lucha Podcast. Lucha Lucha!